Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. Once again, I am your grill master, Jameson Oxford. Today, we left the guys off at preparing for dinner with the king. Tonight, they finally make it there after much, much trial. I've been trying to get them to this point for so freaking No, it's long. only been a week. I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's okay. been a lifetime. No, it's what been are you talking week? about? It's been like an hour. We never say anything. About it's a weekly it. podcast. I don't know what you're doing. It is a weekly podcast. I don't know you why see, you guys are bullshitting. Every week I've been moving to this moment. I don't know why you guys are bullshitting our listeners. We just literally never stop playing D&D ever. Yeah. Mm. We've made this joke, and it's a joke. A total joke. We never stop playing wink, D&D. Wink, Oh, good. I can blink still. All right. <clears throat> I can't feel my leg. <clears throat> to my left. Uh, what's up? It's Ryan, a.k.a. Roy, back again. Ready to eat some good, good food at this dinner. And to my left... Once again, your favorite dwarf, Bobadopolis, with his now resplendent and glorious beard. Welcome. He's much a prick. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not... I have high-level sleep spells. <laughs> Please, <laughs> We <no>. know. <laughs> I don't know what you want. World Stay on track. World short. So look dinner. at this. So, anyway, I will have a plus one. And my thing... Life is good. How is Bruce's life? I caught a perch. He caught a perch. I caught an orca. If you don't know what I'm talking about, shut the fuck up and I did. That's a conclusion to my fishing efforts from last game. Last week. I was worried we weren't going to work fishing into that last episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really concerned. Snuck it in. I'm Mitch. I play Bruce. I'm sure... One of everyone's favorite characters. I mean, I got one. Most boats. I mean, Roy likes you. <laughs> uh, and I am the master of the grill, uh, Randall, playing the good old boy Dylan. And I am back, and Dylan. I have two plus ones. <laughs> plus yeah, one and a half. One and a half. Yeah, plus one and a half. How's Chil- it okay? Children eat free. Yeah. Oh, well. oh shit. <laughs> You're good, Roy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Small hands pays off. That's racist. <laughs> All right. Big plans. Specious. That's very racist. Um, this is racism in the book. So yeah, no, actually, to sum up okay, that well, final. If, if we want to no, go no, no. to the French translation. Oh god, fucking guy wasn't. <laughs> <a child. laughs> okay. Shut your mouth, and I'm I'm railroading this toward a castle. Damn it. That sounds like a random fact, though. Dylan yeah. finds himself as the sun goes down, standing behind the temple to Vespera, because Sandra told him to meet him there, and. Out of the back runs Julie in a lovely pink dress that you don't know where that's come from, but you've never seen her look that good. Usually she wears borderline rags that you met her in. She doesn't seem to like to dress up. She doesn't look happy to be in this. And from behind her comes Sandra in a full cowl, sneaking out the back entrance. Well, you both look lovely. Shut up, let's go. By the way, I'm wearing. I said, Shut up, let's go. I'm wearing a cowl so they can't see my neck down. Oh, good. My old one. And uh, they, she still was like, Grandma said I couldn't go. I'm going anyway. I don't care. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna get my ass kicked for this, but worth it. All right. <laughs> and uh, Bruce um, is leaving the elf that he got his clothing re-dyed by. And this elf. Uh, when he shows up, the door is open, just a crack, with a note saying, it's done. 
it's on the counter. <clears throat> and you go in there, and you can just hear the sound of an elf snoring loudly in the back room. So my first question is, are the colors vibrant? There are no questions, because you narrate this. Bruce picks up a shit and leaves. What type of shit does Bruce pick up? The vibrant kind. Okay. I'll explain it when I get there. Okay. Which is what I thought we were doing. Yes. Initially. Bob is mm. leaving his home. Mm. And uh, he is meeting about a mile down the road where he's told the Dorvan contingent will be meeting uh, heading down Trade Street. They're going to be marching right down the friggin' middle. Because mm. if you head down Market and turn right on High Street, it takes you straight to the castle. So Bob... We know. Bob steps out into the lantern light, be it early evening. Resplendent. Mm-mm. Well... Uh, we get there. We're, we're all going to describe in order okay. at the front. At the front. No, it's fine. Right, 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 right. Steps out in the lantern light. Yeah, steps out in the lantern light. Resplendent. Good enough. Yes. Right, head towards the doors. Yes. Very good. Roy, uh, stepping out of the tinder box. Very black. We're out in front. Uh, Molian is waiting. What color black does Molian wear? You dig the digs? Do you got your arm? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually. Thanks. Not to bed yourself. Let's get it going. Yep. And uh, you guys all kind of meet in front of the castle. Uh, Bot pull, kind of pulling up the rear with the dwarves because they've got a retinue. It mm-hmm. takes a little longer to move through town. And we're dwarves. And uh, first stepping through the gates to the city, or the, the, uh, the castle gates into the main courtyard. Steps. Uh, let's say Dylan. So Dylan's long taken off his cloak and finished the makeup on his face, you know, while he had a second, he was kind of rushed. So like, make- while you're walking or yeah, finishing it up. Yeah, because the makeup on the eyes are actually the easiest part for him. He does it by memory. And Dylan has cut his own hair to have a very nice, regal haircut. Very well, short. You said you made those rolls earlier? Yes. What were those rolls? Uh, naturally, they were a 15, a 16, and an 18. And that's makeup, hair... Makeup, hair, and the clothes, uh, since I got the black button-up, I didn't have to edit the clothes. Okay. Uh, I'm wearing fairly decent pants, uh, which have been painted in accordance with the body paint that I've covered my waist up with. Okay. Uh, they are, uh, the body paint itself is mostly covered by a black button-up shirt that is unbuttoned, because on the chest is the picture of the Griffinport Griffin, <laughs> with yeah. its, uh... Claws up towards the shoulders, wings spread out across his rib cage, and uh, his head near the just below the throat area. Uh, his eyes are completely black with a line coming across the base of the eyes towards the side of his head. And he has made essentially uh, the background, uh, which encompasses his back, which Sandra had to help him a little bit with in certain areas because it's been a while and he lost some flexibility that's fun uh, which is basically a mixture of green and black and different port pride yeah exactly and he has essentially uh, with his black hair made himself very Griffinport I got it when you said Griffinport Griffin like four times yeah Griffinport pride for the win 
Gryffindor High School rules. Yes. Royal <laughs> <laughs> rules. Fuck yeah. Football. Gryffindor Griffiths for the win. Yeah, Dylan totally plays football. He would die in the first tackle. I can feel like Dylan's more of a... Of a soccer. Definitely. Mm, That's football. Uh, uh, I think you're more of a uh, World Cup. I yeah. mean, you, you grew up a wizard. Top you're probably more of a Quidditch ball. player. Quidditch. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know what sport he plays. Cricket. I think you played cricket. You kind of look cricket. like a fly. He plays badminton. <laughs> <laughs> it's good mint when I do it. Uh, he loves to play with the cock. Okay. Mm. Followed. He likes to shuttle it around. By yeah. Roy. Oh, sorry, Sandra. Next to uh, Dylan. Standing resplendent in, uh, you know, normally they have the muted red, mm-hmm. and it's like a, like a salmony, like pinkish color that I always describe. It's like a muted tone. She's wearing full on red. Wow! Like hi, my name's sexy red, with high heels. It's like if Jessica Rabbit uh, was a little more into ruffles. Uh, I'll just as I notice her, I'll and she, just... as she, she, like the last block, she's been undoing the cowl and like <clears throat> taking things off and stuffing it into her purse, which at this point you're assuming is some sort of bag, bag of holding. holding yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna look at her, nod my head, say, "You look very beautiful tonight." I know. Thank you, though. <laughs> All right. I mean, you picked the confident one. Uh, <laughs> Damn me and my desire for strong, independent women. <laughs> <laughs> And darn me she, for being she, a she took the compliment. <laughs> she thanked you for it. None for me, but anyways, I'm not. I'm not oh dear, you look good too. Yeah, I'm not strong and confident though. So what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're just. No, let's just move past empty silence. Anyways, <laughs> Julie goes. Yeah, you guys both look ridiculous. Nice pink. You should talk short stuff. <laughs> says Roy. Hot says tell. Roy following up behind and how's <laughs> Roy dressed? <laughs> Roy. So you know Anakin Skywalker in Revenge of the Sith? Those, that that black garb? Mm-hmm. But it's more of a midnight blue. Ooh. Outlined, See, color. outlined <clears throat> I didn't pick this Kendra did. Outlined Kendra, Kendra pushed oh. for midnight blue. She talked him down. To midnight blue. <laughs> Outlined in silver. Ooh. And along with it, since we are nowhere near Orktown, I've got my cloak of elven kind wrapped around as well, which is black on the outside. So, you know, I had to get that black in there. Mm hmm. Silver underneath. Mm. Oh. Yeah, so you're cutting quite the figure, by the way, in all this snow, which is getting heavier and heavier. Oh, and obviously my obsidian scarf. Because goddammit, it's snowing. It's spring. What the fuck? All right. I, I, I chose a very bold move going shirtless. Basically. You did. It's very uh, bold move. Nipples are like diamonds. I forgot to mention the boots, which have illusion magic on them, are look like they have gilded laurels wrapped around them. Okay. And are green. It's sort of a Hermes look. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mullion cutting a much different figure next to Roy like opposite in nearly every way Uh, Roy I'm assuming is pale or is he tanned I mean Mullion is green Uh, about uh, about three times the height 
and uh, did not get dressed up. He's in his studded leather. <laughs> he looked like he polished his studs. That's 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 about it. Took some rub and buff over the top of it. And let yeah, it. he shined his shoes and he polished his 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 studs. I noticed. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, he knows. You recognize yeah. what what it, what he would do, and uh, there's a lot of studs. You've got to polish each one. Yeah. That being said, now that it's polished, you realize that his studded leather is it's nice. <clears throat> Like it's a, it's a dark brown, like almost black, dark brown, and the studs are, they're they're almost glittering. You're guessing mithril. I mean, I wouldn't guess. Probably Bob though, because I wouldn't know shit. <laughs> Bob's like, Bob would just go mithril. Yeah, in just, fact, Bob following up behind. It's like, dude, your stuff is shiny. Yes, Bob. Clops forward in what looks like impressively filigreed steel armor, but on closer inspection is actually silver and gold. The panels on the armor depict certain feats from the history of Bop and Bop's family. So if very rather, tiny. Because yes. there's a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's tiny like as goes. Filigree. Yeah. So you're, 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 you know, we're talking about into an inch. There's a dwarven figure, perfectly arranged, all all arranged in silver and gold, right? Okay, you're like mm. a plate mail Maui. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a good way of doing it. Yeah, yeah plate mail Maui from fucking. Uh, <coughs> yeah, people know this. I did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jay, if it's a reference I make. Either no one gets it or everyone knows it. Everyone gets it. No point yeah, explaining it either true. way. <laughs> I forgot that that was like the newest big fucking awesome thing. I liked it too. Which not is true. Cool. Incredibles two was knocked it out of the park. But moving on, yeah, they really did. Uh, yeah, uh, next really, to Bop is uh, <laughs> well, you guys probably can't tell the difference, but it's uh, the dwarves. A, yeah, there's it's a stream of dwarves. Uh, <clears throat> next to Bop, walk they're walking four abreast. It is. Is a very regal, and where Bop is in silver and gold, this person is. So none of you have seen Electrum before, mm. or most likely like Mithril, the very expensive metals. <clears throat> no, no one's seen Electrum. You didn't know that metal could glow. Uh. Dylan, you see that metal, and there's this back of your mind. You think I might have seen that. That looks vaguely familiar. I'm sorry. Why the hell would I look at dwarves when I got Sandra walking next to me? What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> because the only thing glowing as bright as she is is the electrum. God damn! What's that in my? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. What the fuck? I think yeah. I... Basically, a similar outfit, but in much. More pricey metal than silver and gold, if you can imagine that. It's essentially electrum, mithril, and adamantium make up his armor. And he moves, and not a single sound comes off the plate. And uh, he stands forward, and next to him is uh, what you're guessing is a female dwarf. But uh, it's hard to tell. Because there's a beard. I assume it's lovely. It is the softest downy hair. 
Oh no, he just got new hair for his beard. No, wow, much softer. Wow, that's how you tell a female. Mm-hmm. And next to Bop is another dwarf, <clears throat> and uh, another female that you think, not knowing much about dwarves, uh, I wouldn't guess. And Bop said, or uh, the dwarf next to Bop says, "Introduce us." These are uh, your friends, correct? Acquaintances. No, all in This is the thing. Oh, yeah, introduce me. No, no, no. The thing is next this to you. This is the thing. Okay, got it. My thing. This is a rep scallion without equal. If there is a sticky situation, he can get himself into it and out of it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Pleasure to meet you, rep scallion. Wait yes. for it. <laughs> <laughs> he shakes Roy's hand heartily. I'm a little disappointed because I know I'm next, so I just wait. <laughs> this. Excuse me, who's the York? That's my buddy. We've skipped him. Is he an orc or a half orc? He does not make a differentiation. It's like that is someone even maybe more talented than him. Time will tell. Truly, okay. Mm. I'll he shakes Mullion's hand. I'll allow that. Well, clearly he, he, he comes dressed for the occasion because he has armor and shiny buttons. This here, with women to both sides of him, is, it happens far too often. Who are you pointing at, Strong? For people who can't see who this you're is, pointing at. I'm pointing at Dylan. I mean, he's the only one who brought a female date. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to beat who has two, two females with him. Two, two I'm trying females. to beat Strana with him. This man here <clears throat> finds the most interesting ways out of conundrums that you would never expect. Uh, this, this is the noble man you, you spoke of, the one who saved many lives. Yes. They call him. Dylan. Hi, pleasure to meet you. It's good to meet you, Dylan. I understand that you are a man who does not crack under pressure. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Mm. Stubborn also is another way. We like stubborn. Nice to meet you. Don't let him fool you. Mm. (laughs) May I have your name? This is the thing. He he glances at uh, Bob and he just sort of waits. You this is because I saved it. Yeah, because <laughs> it's long. It it's long. Whip it out. Oh God! Why did I ask? <laughs> you asked. I mean, Dylan wants to know, but Randall's like, oh, try not God. to read around. <laughs> okay. This is the Thane Strachuk Warmall, Thane of the Shimmering Peaks, Guardian of the Deeps, Provider of Hollows Gar, Master over the Anvils, High Shield of Tordor, and Watcher of Elven Pedantry. Ah, I was about to ask. And hungry. I put my hand up. Nice to meet you, Thane. Call me Strokeshrike. What? Can you say it? Come on. I'm a Call human. Me. I'm not that good with Dwarvish. Call me Strok. Strok? Yes. I can do that one. Strok? Strok. Strok? Close enough. Nice they to really meet you. really can't do it, can they? It's nice to meet you, Strok. <laughs> it's nice to meet you too, Dylan. It's a pleasure, Stroke. There's... One more, correct? Yes, and standing head over As shoulder. Bruce finally Bruce comes up. up to the rear and the colors he is wearing cuts through the evening snow like the rays of light 
on a sunrise. It is the most vibrant, nearly painfully vibrant colors that you can dye a fabric. Chartreuse. Most of the fabric is long strips that have been braided and knotted, hanging down in the form of some very vacant vestments. His bandage is still showing through. The dim light from torches and the moonlight reflecting off of the chartreuse greens, neon oranges, violent purples, and reflecting on his skin. His hair, normally pulled back into a ponytail, has been raised into a spiked mohawk in the front that forks on either side and then pulls back into a single line of hair down the back of his head, standing several inches tall. And he carries with him a ten-foot-long stick with a crook on the end, wound in brightly colored fabric as well. So how tall is your mohawk now that it's spiked? About a foot. Jesus. <clears throat> Someone turn on SLC Punk. Mm-hmm. That's not we the, just no, did. We go to three, three feet. Three, three feet. Three, three feet of mohawk? Nah, man. He's an old man. Hair gets thinner. Oh, it hangs down his back. Yeah. The mohawk's only about a foot tall, but the rest of the hair does hang down his back. Bruce, I feel like I need to put on the opposite of my goggles of night. <laughs> I'm Probably. glad I didn't mine. And this must be Bruce. Yes. Yes. He's a fisherman without equal. Although uh, uh, quite humble. I'm a fisherman. It's a face to say the feast by and large is provided by that man. Not nope, true. I Not caught true. it. <laughs> there seems to be a debate. <laughs> I, it like was I a said, mutual effort. I cannot I'll wait to hear that. the story, but I believe the king is waiting. Mm. Let us move deeper. It is cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you weren't wearing I thought that was paint. Bruce As you guys shuffle for down at Damon, who is completely topless, as opposed to Bruce, well, I have a who bu- is unbuttoned button up. Mostly topless. Uh, Damon, I think they're going to confiscate your nipples at the door. <laughs> uh, no, they do look rather shocked. But I, I'm proficient with daggers. <laughs> it's on my sheet. That's why they're going to need to confiscate them. <laughs> Alright. So you guys get to the door where there's a lot of other people who have kind of who shuffled in, um, and uh, it looks like there may have been some sort of party earlier. And uh, at the door, you see this uh, this uh, one of the many scribes or chamberlains or whatever that you've always seen that just sort of run all the errands around the place that, the few times you've been there. And uh, he has he's standing there with this king, and Roland is standing there. Uh, despite the cold, he's got a big blanket over himself, and he's got this big, stupid, <clears throat> shit-eating grin on his face. Because next to the Chamberlain is this large box. And the Chamberlain has said, Now, uh, you are coming to the party. Uh, you actually are mostly late. The party's ending, but you guys got private invitations to the dinner. Um, and the king's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I didn't think that you guys would... Uh, Okay, oh shit. Did you remember how the king sounded? Oh, oh. old. Get out of here. <coughs> he yeah. was a sick guy. Yeah. yeah. He was, <laughs> he was sick, yeah. He, he was, was sick a... and uh, he talked. No, it's too much gravel. Uh, yeah. No. Tempted to leave this up. It was a old. If you need a sick sec- man. If you need a second. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Bob, I've been meaning to, mm-hmm. I've been meaning to ask, and I may be asking it a bit too loud. I, know, I noticed you have a beard now. And you, you didn't this morning. Hey, Roy! Hey, Roy! Kinda, Roy! Uh, Roy! 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 Yeah. Roy. Roy. Yeah. You know those questions that make enemies out of people, and 
there's a dangerous enemy that has sleep spells, don't do this. I already have someone as an, an enemy that's like that. Maybe later. Yeah. Looks good, mm-hmm. Bob. Mm-hmm. You look Looks great. Looks good. Yeah, I, actually, I, I you did Bob. miss out the description of your beard. You did no. not describe your beard. This is true. But we'll uh, kind of uh, real quick, though, I look at Bob and go, gotcha. <laughs> He was nice in the introduction. Mm-hmm. And I, I basically do a <coughs> frown, wondering stare, then a slight smile and, and a nod. Okay. So yeah, he's like, I didn't want you to come to the party. I didn't think you'd know with the nobles. It's no fun. The dinner's much better. Oh, private friends only. <coughs> I can't stay out here long, but I couldn't miss this. Chamberlain, go, go do your thing. And uh, the king has prepared a surprise because he didn't want you to know, but this is a masquerade. Looks down at my shirtless and it's like, what was. Okay. <laughs> and the chamberlain looks like super embarrassed. Like. And the king's like, yes, you're gonna hide your faces so no one knows who you are. Looks around at all of us. <laughs> the chamberlain, like, makes eye contact with you and nods. I'm, like, gonna, I'm gonna look at the chamberlain and go, mm, and nod back. And with and he just sort of shakes his head and nods. And he's, and he's like, and the chamberlain. Opens up the chest, and there it's a box full of masks. And you have the option to choose a mask from the box. Oh, my. But the king very much wants to pick masks for you. Your Highness, please pick my mask for me. Ah, yes. What was your name again? Dylan. Dylan, um, of... Uh, no house. It's been a long time. Oh, okay. That doesn't surprise me. Me and my parents don't So he reaches in, and he's like, oh, I I like this one. I just think it'll go really well with your outfit. And he pulls out this mask, and it's a very amazingly made leather mask. And it's like half devil, half angel. And uh, and not like the face of a devil or face of an angel. It is literally like two, two figures intertwined. Um... And like, sort of, almost like they're fighting or embracing, and it's hard to tell. And he hands you the mask. Is like, this is an amazing mask, and I thought, you know, you'd appreciate it. I kind of look at it, smile a little bit, co- and oddly enough, colors match. <laughs> Does Sandra say anything? Uh, Sandra tries. <coughs> Sandra says nothing at all. No. I look at Sandra, <laughs> smile a little bit, <clears throat> chuckle, and go, "This is a delightful mask. Thank you, Your Highness." And uh, and then uh, he he gives he turns and he finds oh and something beautiful for the maiden and he gives uh, a doll mask to the little to Julie it's like a porcelain doll it's actually kind of creepy I look at Julie as like you can mess with so many people with that I know can we right. <laughs> I mean looks at Sandra we shouldn't we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do we that. God, Julie. As she and Sandra gets a, uh, a just a, like it's a pretty woman mask. It's like it's the typical masquerade feathery, I red, feathery, red. red, yes, red, red feathers. Feathers. You said pretty woman, and I thought Julia Roberts. Uh, it, okay, yeah, she that's reminds me of Julia Roberts' face. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> How'd you get here? <laughs> Is this Ocean uh, movies? Which one is it? Twelve. Uh, who's next? Who's next? And the king's like stupid excited. You, the dwarves, the dwarves, the dwarves. Yeah, a lot of dwarves. Yes. Well, would you, did you like choose? Or can I, can I pick? Oh, best for you to pick, I believe. All right. He goes. You, one of Bruce. Oh, 
and he, he changes his mind. It's obvious that he wants to like cater to Bruce and you guys, but he turns to the thing and he goes, "My apologies, thing." And uh, he pulls out a beaut like this. Like I had one specially made for you, and it's basically just a Dorvin face done in full leather, like humongous. Could almost over look the top. like masonry, almost. Yeah, <laughs> like. And uh, he hands it to him. Was like, I had special care I put into it. And the thane takes it, thanks him. He gives two masks to the ladies, and then he turns to you and he's like, I, I think this one will suit you. And he pulls out a mask that is uh, silver in color, and it is a frowning mole. <laughs> you ever see something so fitting? Uh, yeah, two minutes ago when he gave you yours. Shit. <laughs> <coughs> You know, fair play over there, Brucey. <laughs> it's it's just great water. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then he turns to uh, Roy and uh, Molian, and uh, he's. Uh, Would you like to choose? I'll leave it up to you, but I have one request. Uh, yes. Something black. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, well, you're kind of tying my hands here. And he pulls out a black raven mask. It's kind of cliche, Stop. but... No, I dig. Mm. <laughs> he hands you a black raven mask. And then he turns to Mullion, and he kind of looks at him. And uh, he's he goes... And he reaches down, and Mullion goes... Ugh. And he reaches in, and he pulls out a mask. He pulls it out, and he puts it on his face. And it's just a... Uh, it's the full covering... Brown mask, almost like it's a, like a, featureless. Almost yeah, like, it's a featureless. Almost like the mask. <laughs> yes, like the mask before it goes yes, on the face. Yes, yes. exactly. No, Molly's not doing a twister and turning into Jim Carrey. Right? No, because okay. he started out green. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> opposite of He's gonna turn into a white guy. A very de- a demure <laughs> white guy. More horrifying. <laughs> All right, and Bruce, I got something that I thought would match who you are, unless you want to choose, but. Is it also? Pr- I am at your discretion. Is it it like, I wanted to pick something that embodied your prowess as a fisherman, seeing as you fed us all. And he pulls out this. Do I get where the orcas had? No, sadly, we used it as a, a centerpiece. Oh. Trophy. I want to eat it. <coughs> and he, but he, he, he reaches down and he pulls out this very large, uh, gray walrus mask. I'm so happy. <laughs> I like it. Never caught one of these. And uh, it's even got, it's even been split just enough so that the Mohawk is not infringed. It's good because Bruce is about to pull out his knife and correct it. Nope, it's ready. King knew what he's doing. I bet I could catch one. Thank you. Thank you, uh. I caught one. King Roland. You've caught an orca? No. A walrus. Could oh. Be Actually, I, kinda, Long. I mean, I don't believe they actually are around here. I kind of crap. Oh, no. <laughs> Long live the king. And he gets seven temporary hit points. Bruce. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. And uh, he says, okay, fuck this cold. Let's go inside. And uh, he shuffles everybody in. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, king, it's kind of cold. Dear Lord, you are... <clears throat> you, you said interesting. It is... You all look amazing. And they shuffle you through, and there's this party going on, and everybody's kind of like jealously watching you get shuffled through the party and out the back of the party. 
toward the main dinner hall. Mm. Uh, I look at Julie. Large dwarven interruption. Well, large. There's six of you. Okay. Like as large. It's a small dinner. You're heading to a small dinner. The king was not allowed more than six. There's you, your date, your your king, your date. It's like six out of thirty. It's yeah, you are. You portion, it's yeah. big. You For make a <clears throat> subset, substantial chunk. Mm. I look at Julia like, hey, hey, we're at the top now. They're below us. And then I look at Sandra. Not funny, Julia. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think you're more of a bottom. Actually, wow. you'd be very surprised. Bruce walks up behind. I don't think anyone will be surprised by your habits anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. Okay. So you guys are walking through and. Uh, Mullion is next to Roy, and you guys both have your masks on, and you notice that not only do the guests have masks, but so do all the waiters. And Mullion, while you guys are walking, just pushes you out of line, right into some dancing, like through a da- like a group of dance, and just sort of definitely, you guys disappear. Dude, if you want to dance, you can just ask. Nah, and he, he nudges you and he looks at the waiters, who are also in masks. Yeah. You know that uh, those guys are going to be able to go anywhere and do anything they want all night? They got different masks, right? Are they all wearing the same kind of mask? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Outside with you. Uh, (laughs) I know. Not at all. (laughs) I mean, suppose we could obtain a couple of those. Yeah, he just nods and smiles. Let's go. At least you think he smiles. You can't tell. I can't wait to see the halfling later. <laughs> <laughs> There's all mixed races oh, okay. waiting. So he, he he particularly nods at a very tall man next to a uh, a halfling who are uh, carrying a couple of trays into a back room. Shall we? Yeah, roll stealth. Oh, my boy. Eighteen. Yeah, right along with you. And you guys just sort of uh, put your backs to this door and kick it open and duck in. You guys continue on to the main dinner. You guys make it into the big hall. And there's this very large U-shaped table. It's a almost a square with one end missing. And uh, the chairs are only lined on the outside edge. And you can see waiters coming out of a back room or a room on the other side, loading this table with everything. They're doing final touches on dinner. You are seated by the chamberlains. The king is seated first, right at the head of the table, as you would imagine. The deuce is already there. Standing behind the deuce is Brandon, and the deuce is on the king's right. Um, on the left of the king, there are two other people who have not been introduced to. Uh, one seems to be a young half-elven woman next to a very old human man, both wearing robes and, and with staves leaning against the table next to them. As you, uh... What are you playing? Just keep going. Okay. <laughs> we'll get back we'll get to my comment. <laughs> so yeah. Bruce, you are ushered in and sat right next to the deuce. Ooh, two Bruce. seats away from the king. Bruce is walking... With a static intimidate check of eleven. Okay. <clears throat> this the whole just be ever it. since the front door. Just uh, mohawk <clears throat> outfit, yeah. And he still has Roll his that again. Fairly fresh bandages. Roll that again. Take the better one. 
15. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then on the edge of Bruce is an NPC. Bruce did not bring a plus one. Then you turn the corner, and there's another empty seat. Um, and another, and another, and another. And then there's a young man in uh, shiny uh, gold full plate uh, who's sort of sitting there. Sort of, he looks vaguely bored. And next to him is a man who's obviously a noble of some kind sitting next to a very extravagantly dressed dame. A very beautiful uh, woman in dark clothing. Uh, Dylan, you are moved to the left, turning the corner on the ta- on the other side of the table, uh, right next to the old man with the staff. I just nod to him as uh, And uh, next to you is sat um, Sandra. And at this point, uh, the Chamberlain uh, looks at Julie and he goes, I was not expecting a child. Hmm? What? It's fine. We'll have another seat. And he just snaps his fingers, and a small, like, booster chair seat thing is pretty much set up between you and Sandra. Finger guns to Julie. Julie's finger guns back. You still a loser. Uh, Next next Steamboat Willie Walk. (laughs) Uh, Next to Sandra, they sit Strokuk, the Dwarven Mm -hmm. King, and his date. And next, and, uh, then you, Bop, and your date, and standing on either side of Strokvik and his date are the Dorvan guards. The guards don't seem to have seats, they're just there, much like Brandon standing behind the king. Brandon and one other guard that you've never seen before. Um, finally, there are two empty seats. One of them has a, a note saying Bruce's plus ones, or Bruce's uh, friends. And uh, the Chamberlain is sitting there going with his fingers, counting. And then he kind of shakes his head like, okay. And continues seating everyone. Dylan takes a mental note. (laughs) Mother? Bruce takes his plus one out of his bag and sets it solidly on the table next to him. What? 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 It is an old... Frosted bottle, broken on the top, with a cork crammed into it, and as far as anyone can tell, full of water. Gray water. <laughs> Not everything is gray water. No. All right, fooled me. All right. <laughs> so yeah, as you guys all get seated, and uh, the king sits. He's uh, he's standing, and as he sits, you are all allowed to sit. I sit. Hmm. Um. Bruce, I, I do feel we missed out on something. Did you describe your codpiece? You can't see it at the moment. Okay. Is, is it held by... Is it, <coughs> it's under the tattered skirt. Or is that this was a potentially horrifying miscalculation that we may have skipped over. How so we're good. No, it's... It's good it's, to hear we're fine. It's concealed. It's not like the late Venetian codpieces that stand up to your nipple line. And, they, and they're here. They, and they have like and a head and eyeballs. And they're all yeah, the front. No, it, it is a protective garment. Got it. Okay. <coughs> Just a weird bulge underneath the loincloth. Yeah. Got it. I don't want to think about it. I didn't look. <laughs> You're going to think about it. So you guys all sit down, and you're seated, and they start serving the food. The Chamberlain goes around, and he whispers in everybody's ear very quietly as you're all starting to take your seats. He's like, I'm going to announce you in order. How would you like to be announced? 
I'll lean back and say, just Dylan's fine. Um, from uh, the City Watch. <clears throat> that's it. And I'll look to Sandra and go, do I have anything else? Uh, you could say of Griffinport. That. Go with that one. She's smarter than me. Dylan of Griffinport. Got it. My instat's real low. Okay. <laughs> My uh, instat's real low. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to get charisma and now I'm a rogue. It's really weird. And uh, then he goes mm. to, he talks to the king. He talks um, to to the, the women. And not to be insulting to these women, but they're not... None of, none of these side characters are important. Uh, <laughs> he comes to you. Uh, how, how would you like to be announced? So, as Bobadopolis of the Delvin Homes. Bobadopolis of the Delvin Homes. Uh, he, he comes to the end of the table where there's supposed to be two more, and he gets confused again, and then he goes back. I still, I just quietly go. And uh, he cuts around, um, and he speaks to the other two. He comes, and he finally comes to Bruce. How would you like to be introduced? Uh. Mm. I'm Bruce. The, uh, Goliath of Griffinport, I guess. I mean, you're the only one. Yes. That'll work. Yeah, uh. Everyone knows you. When, uh, when do we eat? When the king does. That's soon, though, right? It will be when he when he eats. Yes. Okay. Uh, good. Good. He's never one to wait. Good man. And then he uh, goes and he skips the first, you know, like four empty seats, and he goes and he talks to the man in golden armor and the man at the very end in his date. And then he comes around uh, to the front, and uh, the king waves him to continue, like very impatiently. Like the king looks at you, he's like, "Me too." <laughs> no. Yes. And. Uh, the Chamberlain says, Welcome everyone to dinner with the, at the King's Castle. Your food is provided by a man who I will announce. I think I will add that to his title even though he told me not to. And uh, he starts with the edge and he says, The man on the, or the woman on the left is Kilren Belen. She is the date to Duke of Darren Simon of the Southern City. Next to them are people running late, but the king says it is okay. I will announce them when they arrive. Um, and then our provider for the night is Bruce, the Goliath of Griffinport, provider of this fine meal of killer whale which he nobly caught and slayed before our king's very eyes it was a community effort what? nothing nothing. (laughs) yes and then he's like and Robert the king's brother and king in standing And Roland, High King, and Ro- Roland like waves off anything else he's gonna say. Long live the king! Can you do it twice? I can do it four times. Holy shit. Yeah, wow. he just uses a superiority die. He gets four more temporary wow, okay. HP. <clears throat> Very healthy. Right. Color is returning to his cheeks. Hey man, he's been looking rough for like 21 episodes. <laughs> Next to the king is 
Headmistress Star of the Mages College. And beside her is High Archmage and Headmaster Horizon of the Mages College. Hmm. Next to them is Dylan of Griffinport, a good friend of Bruce the Goliath. Beside Dylan is the young Julie and beautiful Sandra Delmain. No mention of the sisterhood. <clears throat> I, I'm just going to look at Sandra and go... So, roll perception checks. I'm just going to look at Sandra real quick and go, see, you didn't compliment me and now no one's complimenting me. <laughs> I'm playing, I, this is like Alice. <laughs> I do not know as much. Uh, let me check. Bob, no, this is nothing. 20. Mm-hmm. I won't say that. Uh, 11. It's, it's, I got 11. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, 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 uh, everybody who got 11, is, it's enough. Yeah. It's fairly obvious. The Duke at the other end of the table, very uncomfortable after seeing her and, he- and hearing her name together. The Brandon, also very uncomfortable seeing her. And... Um, who else? In this particular setup that I ended up going with. The lady at the end of the table. You know, Sandra, usually I only have this effect on people. (laughs) Oh, I imagine that this is where I'm going to have a lot of fun. You are very pretty tonight. (laughs) I know. You too, dear. No, 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 no. Never, never compliment me now. It's, it feels hollow. She, uh, she grabs your hand underneath and like gives you a firm, like reassuring squeeze. Small smile. The Chamberlain continues, and he says, uh, "Next to them is Thane Shrukshuk Warmall, Thane of the Shimmering Peaks, Guardian before the Deeps, Provider of Hallows Guard." Master over the anvils and high shield of Tordor. Watcher of elven pedantry. I like that last one the most. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look at the thing and just give a thumbs up. (laughs) You got to watch that elven pedantry. I I do not disagree. There is a sister at the church and I got to watch out. (laughs) Yeah, so... And then uh, she, he announces the women, and uh, he announces and Bobadopolis of Griffinport, and what else? And uh, Bobadopolis, uh, Bobadopolis of Delver's home. Delvenholm. 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 All the dwarves echo Delvenholm. Delvenholm. <laughs> I just kind of get real triggered. <laughs> he has a lot of voices now. <laughs> That's a lot of sleep spells. <laughs> and, so, and, and then he sort of takes a step back, and with that, dinner is served as a host of of servants come marching in, carrying plate upon plate upon plate upon plate of delicious-looking food, and they just start stacking it in front of everyone. Two of them uh, are among them. <laughs> That's all I'll say about it. <laughs> feel I should. I can't. Make a performance check. You'd have to make a spot check yourself because they have full masks and outfits on. Insight? No. Perception? Perception. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Eh. Maybe given enough time and insight if you watch them long enough. Dude. Oh, fuck a tuck. 19 naturally, that's 23 perception. <laughs> Anybody else? 23. Because I noted they were missing earlier. I know. I like, Motherfuckers. No, 24, sorry. Gives no shits. There's food to be eaten. Done. And drink to be drunk. So all those numbers are bullshit because you get to roll against them. <laughs> yeah, beat rolling? by zero, bitch. What am I rolling? <laughs> deception. Uh, yeah, deception. I, I feel deception. I, have, uh, I know. He I would take. No, it's not really stealth so much as as a, a disguise. disguise. I will give you your choice of deception or disguise mm. for this. Well, deception and disguise are the same thing. Are they? Yeah. They are the same thing. Okay. Deception or stealth. <clears throat> okay, I yeah, I'll, give, I'll give you your your choice. Actually, no, it's it's not stealth. You're you're right there. Basically, it's about not performance. Performance, yes. I would say deception still. Deception or performance, yeah. either one. He deceptively performs. Sixteen. Right, so everyone who rolled <laughs> higher than a sixteen, you do notice. It's like just where my eyes go, Roy. Like you see who one who you're pretty sure uh, is Roy. As Roy, I assume is putting food down near me. I go. Wow. Uh, as, as Roy goes down to put food near me, because eventually he's a waiter, he's going to make his way, I'm just going to go, if you pull anything, I'm going to get out of this seat and call you on it. And uh, then I just keep looking forward. As I walk by, I can say, you can pull this. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so so dinner begins. And, uh, like, as as you guys are eating and just nomming, uh, so there I was. At, at what rate? Are y'all just stuffing your faces? It uh, is. I was gonna say dwarven rate, which means there's more mead. Dwarf more mead involved. Yes, the dwarves are. They they begin Stacking their meal. The they begin their meal by draining a cup. Surprise. Tanker, tanker. We go just bring the ale, put it there. They uh they they not only do they drain a cup, they toast the king, and they force most of the table to join them. I do it immediately. I like the king's. Uh, I like the king. I like the fame. Um, yeah, and the no. king. To the king. To the king. Time. To the fame. To the fame. To the king. To the so fame. King the Roland thing. starts off, and he, he's. Ch- he, you can tell that he has a soft spot for this this uh, this half elven woman that's sitting next to him. The one from the. He, he, sp- he spends a lot of time leaning in and talking to her. He seems to like her. He also keeps leaning over his brother entirely, like ignoring the deuce, and trying to talk to Bruce, who he always catches with his mouth full. Bruce waited maybe a minute before he gave up on the bullshit game that is his old shaky hands trying to use delicate court silverware. <laughs> At which point, he reaches into his boot, pulls out his utility knife, grabs one of the serving forks off of a plate of meat that goes by, and replaces his cutlery with those. Uh, I actually eat very calmly and with good manners. Surprisingly, as I, as I walk past her, Dylan again, I say, My I know, your, "Yours is really good." I know because I licked it. <laughs> Roy, I'm being nice. Don't make me not be. I'm trying to be nice. All right. So as you guys are kind of talking shit to each other, uh, <laughs> uh, you can overhear um, Horizon arguing with the king. He's kind of he's kind of gotten a little louder. And uh, he's like, no, you don't understand. We need more funding for this for the Mages College. We need to do studies on planar merging. You do not understand. It's a vital threat to not just our kingdom, but the entire world. And the king's like, he's like waving it off. Like, that's new, new liberal hooey. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> what? Horizon. Horizon. I'm going to look at him since he's next to me and go, what do you mean planar merging? 
plane emerging. The the planes. There's evidence that we've found. I'm glad, Dylan. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, do you mean the merging of planes to create gateways in between them? Or sort of, because that's a controlled environment that we create. But there are rules, and the there are, the boundaries cannot be crossed. But there is evidence showing that. The fabric that holds our worlds apart is coming undone. It is snowing in spring. I cannot have more evidence than that. I mean, if we were able to create a stable portal and from there expand it upon the entire brain, uh, realm shift, we'd be able to create a stable permanent bridge, similar to that of crossing a river. We don't want a permanent bridge. We don't want those things crossing over. That could be horribly dangerous. True, but the reinforcement of such magical barriers, we can create a, a lot of... I mean, there's... Creating the barriers will cause just as much damage as them falling apart. Shouldn't we focus more on stabilization with our current environment? So Horizon gets kind of stalled, and he looks at you, and but oh, and uh, he's not wearing a mask. He's Horizon said, "Fuck that." Just so you know, it's just his face. Star just wearing like uh, eye a small, thin yeah, mask. small black eye mask. Um, Zoro, <laughs> yeah, similar. And uh, it's actually I paint. It's not even a mask. She just painted it on. But he kind of stalls. He's like, did you study at our school? Maybe. You sound familiar. I get that. But... And you're very knowledgeable. Oh, uh, planes are something I have a small amount of experience with. Right, and you, you two sort of just sort of kowtow for a little while, just tart talk, planar merging. Um, he's trying to stress upon you how dangerous and how, like, and people, like, the, the nobility aren't listening, and uh, well, that it, it, it's, it's going to lead to, it. we might not be able to stop it, it's too late. It's less about stopping and dealing with it. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, the king uh, has turned... Uh, to, uh, to he's yelling things at the duke down the way. He's like, "How is the border city of Duran? I understand that things are heating up at the war between Bree and Valeria." And my voice for the king's just all fucking over the place. And there's a completely different hair look on you. He, holy <laughs> shit, Ryan did a new hairdo. Yeah, the afro is an amazing thing. It just be about anything you find. It's pretty flexible. Yeah. All right. I'm just all over the place with my king, and it's driving me absolutely nuts. Yeah, the I'm healing getting other probably messes up his vocal <laughs> There you voice. go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He's, he's, he's feeling better today. Long it's actually not it, it's the, it's the, all, the all the birds just hail the kings. Yeah, he, he feels pretty... He, he looks a lot better today there you go. than you're used to. And yeah, Bruce has totally healed the king the fuck up. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, and he's like... So he's yelling down to, to Darren, the, the duke. Or, sorry, Simon, duke of Darren. And he's... he's <coughs> Darren, I understand that the war between Bree and Valeria is heating up. Is, is, are things still safe in your city? And Darren kind of scratches at his neck. He's like, not really, your highness. Your... He's a fat man. The Duke of Darren says, not really, your highness. Um, we are, we're a bit nervous. That I don't believe that the, the war won't, uh, won't carry over the walls soon. Me and Horizon are having a heated debate. Heated debate on planar merging. Um, uh, even Struckyark has joined in, actually. Because he sits next to you, and he's like leaning over Sandra, and he's talking about it. Because as a member of the that particular Dwarven city he's from, it's a volcano city. 
These are volcanic dwarves. Mm. They have strong ties to the plains with the Azer, and he's telling you all about this. And uh, he says uh, the Azer say that uh, that the plane that the planar war going on in the Fey might be affecting us. Well, it would make sense. The Fey have a lot of natural roots, and their uh, well events. Verizon cut you off. It's like there's no Fey. There's no plane more closely aligned with ours than the Fey. If there are weather patterns causing it, it is the Fey Wild that I'm worried is is would blending. This, this would probably most likely be the domain of the winter. Today. <laughs> Hopefully we don't get summer tomorrow. We might. Uh. He says dead serious. And then, all right. So, and uh, yeah. So, Roy, uh, you you kind of realize that you get you have full run. <coughs> if there's anything you'd like to do, you see that Molian's over, just sort of leaning in over, uh, just through Deuce and Brandon, and you just see this pocket of sh- this shiny shit just sort of disappear into a back pocket as he drops off a tray of food. And uh, you notice that one of Brandon's daggers is not there anymore. So I walk over to Molly. Like I see you got one of those daggers. Stay busy. What do you want? I'm just picking up food. And I'm just like, hey, so uh, anything I should be grabbing in particular? I don't really know. This is my first kind of snatch Make and grab. your targets wisely. It's my first kind of snatch and grab. I don't really know. What's up? You good at picking pockets? I could give it a shot. Choose your targets. Most of confidence. <laughs> he leans over. He's like, the mages are not paying attention to anything because they're having a debate. <laughs> oh, I dare you, motherfucker, to try and pick any of their pockets. Bruce oh. has his eyes My on eyes. specifically Roland for twenty-one. Just if anybody tries to pick their king's pocket. <laughs> if anybody tries to fuck with the king. Okay. <clears throat> Brandon is also doing that exact thing because he's right behind the king. Brandon and the deuce. He's guarding them both. Um, Brandon uh, does lean forward and he's like, um, Your Highness, uh, I was told that I could normally not speak during such an event, but I did want to address uh, the thing you promised. And the king goes, Oh, yes, Brandon, my, my trusted guard, yes, uh, by all means. Uh, he says, and he stands up, and the king says, my commander of the palace guard wishes you all to know that soon I will be erecting a statue in the square in front of the church of Newman. And in that statue, there will be the savior of the city because recently we came under attack and a man saved us and many people who would have been grievously harmed. We don't know what their goal was. We don't know where it would have been. The Church of Newman has dedicated the space before their place for this love, this wonderful hero. A good friend of Brandon's. William Dimitri who saved Hundreds of lives. Bruce claps. I clap too. He's not sure what's going on, but he claps because it sounds I... like the appropriate time to do so. And uh, Brandon <laughs> kind of like he kind of like wipes Pound. at uh, at the corner of his eye. And uh, when you clap and you and Bruce both clap, he kind of gives you guys really dirty looks. He's a great man. 
And uh, dwarf cheers. Yeah, yeah dwarfs. Everybody's kind of cheering. It's a great thing. Yeah, it's, it's you guys city. Fuck yeah. 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 It's it, you know. He gives me a dirty look, and I just kind of. Yeah. Hi. Bruce maintains uncomfortable eye contact and just keeps clapping. Bruce makes sure to be the last clap. And uh, and uh, he, he does not look away from you guys until you stop clapping. But he's not happy that you're clapping. I just give I like give him like what's up bro? What did I do to you, bro? I'm yeah. going town. Alright. <laughs> oh, I'm very happy. I'm very happy too. I'm very natural twenty happy. So Sandra, uh, while you guys are clapping, she kind of excuse me, dear, and she kind of walks around and uh, and you see her go over to the Duke of Duran and whisper some shit in his ear, and you watch him immediately begin sweating. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, the woman next to her next to him gives Sandra this just hateful fucking look. If I could love, <laughs> and uh, she comes back and she sits down with this. This very self-satisfied look on her face. I give her a squeeze. I, I give her a squeeze on her hand and lean in. Can I get to know what that was about? Just, just securing donations for the church, dear. Please, please tell me. Later. I'm so excited. <laughs> and uh, I'm not in trouble for once. <laughs> do I hear shit out of that with a twenty? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you I'm, hear it. Yeah, I'm just leaning in and talking to her. Yeah, so she's oh, no, she's like staring, looking at him while talking to Sandra's you, and he's conversation. Oh, that's a cross. Oh no, no, no! That's oh, way okay. too. It's a big fuck. Do you see this? This yes. is the size. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, and it was a whisper. So now, oh, all I right. Mean, I so, can't read human. Lips. And about this time, uh, two more people <laughs> enter from the back room, and the chamberlain announces. them as they enter. Uh, two of our late arrivals. Um, what the fuck? Okay. Two of our late arrivals. Krieg, exalted first fist of Newman. As a dwarf in similar armor to the, the young man that's sitting down already comes in, but way more over the top, way meaner looking. Like, this armor is shiny and gold, but made to intimidate. There's, like, spike. It's it's almost as if, uh, like, like a Mordor armor, like the Witch King's armor, was made out of gold. So it gives it a kind of different feel. Hmm. And behind him <laughs> strides a tall man uh, dressed in uh, priest robes and wearing... And Krieg wears no mask. The man behind him wears a golden sunburst on his face. And Karnak Tal Opal, true hand of Newman. And they come in, and they sit at their, at their stations. And the king goes, where is Commander Bennett? Where, where is the, 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 the commander of my armies? I told him he should come. He told me he was coming with you. And uh, Karnak uh, speaks up. He said he was running late. He's trying to get his wife to join us. I guess uh, she's still not feeling well. And uh, the king goes, Ah, yes, I understand they, that that the loss of their son hit her hard. And, uh, yeah, Krieg doesn't say crap. He's kind of stand. He At first it looks like he's going to stand back like a guard, and then he realizes that the seat is actually for him, and he sits down. 
And Daedalus kinda and Krieg are kinda whispering and eventually Daedalus, the one who was announced first, gets up and kinda looks at them and he's like and just kinda gives them finger guns and walks around to you guys. I look at him. Him, right? I can't remember. Daedalus? Yeah, Daedalus. Yes. And I look I look at them as they come around to me. Finger guns. Finger guns. I knew it, yeah. And he he's he he calls over one of the waiters and he's like, chair. Wouldn't pistol crossbows be more appropriate? Pistol crossbows, yes, pistol crossbows. Finger guns. <laughs> They're here, crossbows. <laughs> no. All right, and he's like, "Hi, name's Douglas." Uh, Dylan. Fist and Newman. Uh, Griffinport. Paladin. I oh sorry, I thought we were just saying words. Guard. Oh, right on, noble profession. Sorry, those two are stuffy. I imagine. Oh, Mitch. We're currently having a debate about planar uh, merging. Currently, I think I'm right. Oh. The horizon is like, no, you're not. <laughs> it's okay. You're, you might be this, wrong about that. The studies are in. There's no way that this can be disproven. People need to listen. No, I agree people need to listen, but your idea towards solving the problem might be wrong. Yeah, so... Um, it's hard to swallow, I get it. And the deuce pipes up. He's kind of remains silent. It's like, and your ways of solving problems are correct. I mean, I'm not saying they're correct. I'm saying they're... You cause damage to city property on the regular. You're known felons. Uh, who, me? Bruce. Uh, he points wait, over his shoulder. this is the deuce right. that's speaking? The deuce, yes. I'm like... <clears throat> what? I don't understand why you invited these people, Roland. I don't know. Good taste. And Brandon goes, me either. How's your face, Brandon? You don't even know me! <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Bruce. Wait, hold on. I just look at the deuce. You don't even know me! <clears throat> you came with Bruce. Your whole no, life. I came here because I got an invitation personally. Yeah, along with Bruce. I'm a city guard! So? Are you saying city guards are lowlifes? Would Damon. you like to say that on public record? Damon. Who's Damon? Brandon says, I will. Okay. Bruce puts his hand back down, realizing that it's the wrong name. While they're talking to Brandon. <laughs> okay. I can't fly with me again. Or with 13 plus 7. What's wrong with you, man? Slide a hand? Slide a hand. On him. <clears throat> the deuce. <laughs> Which That's... pocket? What do you do? Right pocket. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and bring him a goblet full of whatever the fuck they're drinking. <laughs> full of it's not important. Uh, full of a big cup of shut the fuck up. No, that's what I want to give him. <clears throat> so you uh, you reach into the right pocket and uh, you you pull out uh, just a purse, just a nice fat purse. All right. Um, and I go about. I'm on my way. Uh, Mr. Robert the Second, King in Standing. <clears throat> uh, I just wish to know how if you don't know me, and as far as I know, Bruce hasn't broken any laws recently. In fact, I believe it was your palace guard, from what I read, that threw him into the ocean, or vice versa, and he saved them? I can't quite remember. I believe there was a trial, and he was absolved of that, so there are no current standing crimes against him. And you were saying I'm a lowlife when I have just come into your home, invited, and done nothing wrong except have a lovely conversation with the folks here. Would you like to say... Roland leans over to Deuce. He kind of waves you down, and he says, he is... Right, Deuce. He is my guest. 
in my castle on my day I threw this party you will not insult my guests again your graciousness is too kind your highness and uh, the deuce always <clears throat> waves you know always succeeds to his brother and he kind of gets quiet again my only point brother is that these Bruce and his associates are typically known for causing a ruckus. I just got into town. <laughs> Who are you anyway? I'm Dylan. I just got a job as a city guard. You sound familiar. That's nice. <laughs> Horizon is saying he does sound familiar. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I take off my mask. This is what I look like. It doesn't look familiar. Exactly. Horizon goes, yes, he does. Pardon me? Dylan. Yeah. We just had this conversation, man. Dylan, you went to school with us. I went to Major's College for a little while. Yeah, you studied history. I did? Yeah, under me. I yes. did. <laughs> Finger guns all around, ending on dealers. Uh, so, so Horizon kind of, kind of just, kind of starts whispering to you again quietly. Um, come back to that. <laughs> we gotta take a so, note. King in standing, Robert. You accuse me of public degeneracy, and you slander my name in front of the king, your brother. I don't accuse you of anything. You, are, you, you, you were, you are uh, found guilty by the court. That is unfortunate. I would like to return this to you. And Bruce pulls out of his satchel the deuce's lockbox from the bank. When you go for the thing in the satchel, Brandon immediately puts his elbow on his er, his arm on his sword and his other hand on your elbow. Bruce doesn't stop. He's moving deliberately. Not quickly, but deliberately. Okay. You're allowed to pull it up. He pulls out the lockbox from the noble's safe that has obviously been broken and sets it loudly on the table in front of him. I recovered this for you in my degeneracy. And slides it across the table to the deuce. The deuce stops it and says, I fail to see how you proving that you have stolen from the bank proves that you are not a criminal. This is my private lockbox. It was stolen by thieves. Which means you know what paperwork resides within. <laughs> he opens Assassins! <laughs> I warn many of you have been seen lately. Be advised, travel carefully. And Bruce returns to his food. I wink at Malian. <clears throat> the king kind of. I wink at you. The king uh, <laughs> looks at the deuce and he looks at Bruce and uh, he says, maybe this conversation should be handled in private. I believe that would be best. Not with me. I would just merely suggesting that might be... Yeah, I think you're involved. Uh, (laughs) I want to talk to Horizon. He knows things. (laughs) Please. (laughs) So many episodes. Let me take stock of where I stand here. Yeah, so the king, uh, the thane pipes up to interrupt. He's like, this is getting very heated, and I don't want things to devolve before I speak to... 
to King Roland uh, of our upcoming deal. I, I imagine you wanted to do it here, out in the open. And the Thane says, uh, and or King Roland says, yes, yes, absolutely. It's no, it's no secret. You've already begun work. And the King, the Thane says, uh, yes, uh, my doors have already begun shoring up the side of the mountain that took the blast. I understand that there was much structural damage, far more than even you guessed. We've already begun making sure that nothing, that the cliffside will remain strong. We've got my best Dorvan Masons working on it. In return, we require a, another section of Dorvan District added. We only ask for five miles along the edge. And the king says, this seems like barely enough. But yes, we, we agree. I've already signed all the documents. And I'm just going to... I look at Horizon, I go five miles, and then I go... And I just go, I go straight down with my hand, you know, pantomiming five miles deep. Horizon looks, thinks, smiles. <laughs> I, I give a nod to the thing, like, not bad. And he gives you a, he, he gives you a nod like, smart guy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, Roy uh, walks up to a mage, and I uh, bring some rolls for his nice orca stew there. I'm watching this motherfucker. And I roll a 14 plus 7, which is 21. Do you catch it? Uh, 17 plus 4, I think we tie. What'd you, see, what'd you get? 21. 21. Cool. It goes by, what, what would it go by after that? Would it go... <laughs> Dex? 24, I see you. <laughs> Fuck. I just go... What does Bob care? No. Bob just noticed Roll again. Roll it off, guys. Uh, That's a tie. Have... That's a hard tie. I nah, can't. Give me Dex. <laughs> nah. Uh, it's not that simple. That's a nat one. Oh, shit. Uh, I definitely caught you. <laughs> okay, That's so funny. how do you react to catching Roy? What do you, what'd you go? Huh? What'd you go for? Left pocket. Okay. I grab... Uh, I calmly grab <laughs> a knife, look at Roy... And look at him and say, "Think wisely." You're gonna say that. You're gonna say that out loud across. And I'll go. (laughs) Mullion steps up. He's like, "Yes, this man's allergic to the shellfish. Come on, stupid." I brought him bread. No, uh, those shellfish mixed in with the bread. Yeah, these are crab cakes. Come on, man. First day on the job. Yes. Well, all right. No worries then. Apologies. Pop just goes. There's has to be These more are crab cakes. We don't want an unfortunate accident to happen to anybody at the table. As he looks at Dylan. <laughs> and I'd hate for anyone to miss out on an opportunity. And I go, more dwarven ale, and I see I'll if I can aim up. the splash. <laughs> more dwarven ale shows up. A whole trow of it. Yes. Horizon, what were you saying though? <laughs> and uh Horizon, uh, yeah, you kind of got distracted, but yeah, Horizon, yeah, sure. you, bro. Dylan, I accidentally splashed you with some uh, nail. Fine know, with that. You, you, ah! you, uh, yeah, you, st- you, you came to our school. Uh, you, you didn't do great, but you liked history. That's why I know you. I, I ran the history. Can I please catch up with you? Uh, yes, anytime. Like... I'm at the major school. Okay, can I just drop by whenever? Uh, can you prove you're you? Because I believe you're enrolled. I, I'm enrolled still. I don't know, you haven't paid your dues, but so yes, yeah, maybe. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Oh no, student loans. Now here's a real question student for loans. you. Is good old, what the hell is his name? Which one? 
The the dwarven lover. The dwarven what? No, the dwarven lover. The um, character. The dwarf that came in. That always talks to my character. (coughs) Uh, That would be Quark. uh, Quark. How's Quark doing? Let me let me jump, let me verify that because last time I gave a name I did fucking wrong. Uh, it's yeah, it's Quark. We're Quark. Okay. I'm probably fucking wrong again, but well, I think I think it was right. Yeah. There's How's more. Quark? Oh, you know, still chasing his silly dreams of uh, becoming a dwarf or something. I don't know. He uh he he has asked that uh that I bring him information from the dwarven uh people because he knew that I would be having dinner with you. So. We have that. Oh, tell so him. Please I'll tell us all about you, what's going on. In each city. Oh, tell him I'll stop in. Oh well, fair enough. And uh, oh, and uh, the Thane says yes. Um, we may need to speak to the Mages College because part of our rec- renovations have demonstrated that there is some sort of conflux coming from beneath the city as well, and we don't know what it is. Weird things have happened in. We've already lost a couple of our miners. Uh, balls. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, strange things are happening beneath the feet of your city. So my body paint is currently running because he spilled dwarven ale on me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Damn it! Well, you put cornstarch on it to fi- uh, fix it. Yeah. That's fair. So you're either sticky or you're running. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, and at, at this point, the the final member of dinner. Arrives the one that was supposed to arrive with the uh, <coughs> the priest in the fist of Newman, and it's a man in uh, he's wearing a nice noble's outfit, it's all silver, and uh, you can see the the edges of a gray or a pure white beard peeking around his mask, which is uh, a uh, just a simple uh, half like black and white smiling frowning man. And uh, he comes in, and uh, is your mask still off? Yeah. Okay. I just kind of, I'm just kind of talking to Horizon now. Yeah. And uh, he comes in, and he is announced by uh, the Chamberlain. Wait, why was that question asked? <laughs> Jameson, doom. And uh, so he announces. <laughs> Finally arriving, Marquis Willem Bennett, Commander of the Royal Army. And uh, it's at that time that Horizon goes, that's right, Dylan Bennett. Fork drop. That's your name. Boom! Slow turn to look at the guy just introduced. Who has stepped in and sits directly across the table. And he's sitting, getting situated in his seat. And he's getting his knife and his fork. And he sits up and he looks up and he stares you dead in the eyes. Because you didn't come disguised, you don't have a mask on, you're no longer hidden by the devil, you stand face to face with your father. White as a ghost. <laughs> Roll a get wreck check. <laughs> don't need. It succeeds. <laughs> and that's where we're going to call that one. Um, can we not? Nah, <laughs> dun, dun. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Torchlit Tavern. 
We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we hope you will continue to enjoy many episodes in the future. Don't forget to like us and rate us on wherever you listen, and don't forget to share us with everybody you know so our podcast can grow. Also, don't forget to follow our show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or whatever your preferred podcasting service is. And, furthermore, should you wish to follow our lovely players and their epic journeys, you can follow them at the following locations. Hey guys, it's Ryan, favorite Warlock Roy, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at RyanSCBSantos. You can find your favorite DM, Jameson Oxford, on Twitter at Agent Beige. And you can find your good boy Dylan on Twitter at Argo Omega. Fuck your warlock. Red.